Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries. I just want to thank you for this time, for joining us. As you know, we had our first service last week and it was outstanding. We have two we had two services on last Sunday and we had a 9 and 11 and the Lord blessed us at our gathering. We're going to have another one on August the 8th and we're changing the time to 8 and 10. So instead of 9 and 11, it'll be 8 and 10. I did do a survey last week to see who wanted to come to the 7:30 and I think we had two people raise their hand. So, but I'm giving an opportunity. It's just an hour early. So come to 8, 8 o'clock service and, 11, and 10 o'clock service next week. We're going to dive right into this word. I got a word for you as we t- continue to talk about the will of God. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. I pray none of me but all of you. Grant unto me your son and your slave, supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly may know the mysteries of your gospel. I pray, Father, that you'll grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them who believe. We give your name glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you enjoyed that confession. I hope you are making those confessions. I can't wait to meet with all of you all on a regular basis, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. So last week kind of gave us a foretaste of what it's going to be like in August. And then in September after Labor Day, we're looking to go back to regular service. We're just trying to make sure everything's safe. Everybody was social distancing. Thank you all for those who attended. Y'all had your mask on the entire time. I, I'm so very grateful for, for just blessing us, blessing our gathering. And don't forget, you can tune in to um, Kingdom Kids for your kids um, on Saturday at 11 o'clock. Contact the ministry if you need, any, you have any questions about um, Zoom information. We'll make sure we get that to you. All right, we're going to talk about the kingdom of His will. The kingdom of His will. We've been dealing with the will of God. You know, this will, this decree, this this purpose that God has for all of His people. You know, God has a purpose. And I was struggling with the title of this this morning, thinking about born for the will. That was one of the the titles. But I decided to go with the kingdom of his will. We were born to do the will of God. There are a lot of people who are doing their own wills. They're doing others. Some are doing Satan's will. But you and I, and as well as the rest of the world, we were born to do the will of God. Let's let that sink in. We were born to do the will of God. God created us so that we can do his will. Whatever his will is, whether it's, you know, to be a lawyer or entrepreneur or a faithful husband, faithful wife, faithful parent, whatever that will is, that's what we were born to do. I I knew from a very young age that, that I was born to do ministry. I knew it. I, I used to play church. <laughs> some people, why some of y'all were playing house. Now I did play house, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, but playing house. <laughs> but I also played church almost every single week. 
I will be the preacher. I will get up and imitate what I saw on Sunday. So if the pe preacher was hooping and hollering, I was hooping and hollering. And I think the only verse I knew was, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. <laughs> and God said, let there be light. And I will play around. And even before I got brothers and sisters, I used to play with my, my mom and my grandmother's perfume bottles. I used to preach to them. And I used to tell them to receive Jesus and I would knock them down because the power of God was knocking them over. And I did that many, many, many times. <laughs> and my grandmother and my mother got mad. It was like, you're breaking my perfume bottles. I said, that's my congregation. Leave them alone. So I knew from a young age that God had called me to preach and to serve God in that capacity as a, of a minister. Sometimes I heard Dr. Miles Moreau say this. Sometimes you can find your purpose when you were a kid, what is what did what is it that you did naturally? And what what did you play? You know, when you were a kid, you know, did you play like you were a, a, a owner of a million dollars? I mean, a owner of of businesses, or did you play like that you were a doctor or a nurse? Sometimes you can find that inclination, that God ordained purpose, even as a kid. So, for those who have little kids, begin to observe what your kids are inclined to, whether it's to draw or whether it's to, to act or, or whether it's to be a mathematician. What, what is it that, or a musician, what is it that they, they, they are inclined to do? I know our youngest son, Declan, he goes around, he used to, he hasn't done it recently, but go around preaching. Jesus is exalted and the devil is defeated. And he would go around pointing his finger and preaching. That's when he was about two. So begin to observe those things. And if you'll pray for, pray for your children, the Lord will give you the wisdom and show you what, what their call is. God has given us our children so that we can be faithful stewards over. And for those of you all who are grandparents, the Lord will do the same thing. And you can pray to that end. And sometimes you can see even the inclination to certain sins. And you begin to break those things over your children's life, break, break a, a lying spirit or a spirit that is not of God or a fearful spirit. Begin to, to break those things over your children. Remember, we talked about three wills. We talked about the will of God, the will of Satan and the will of humanity. And so Satan has a will for your children as well as for yourself. And you have to break those assignments over your children's life and as well as over your own life. There are things that the enemy has set up and you begin to target those things in prayer and begin to speak the word of God over those things. Take your place as children of God and use your God-given authority to speak to those things that are, 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 are meant to harm you. Remember, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we want to make sure that we're, if you see a kid that is fearful, break the spirit of fear over them and have them to begin to declare that God has not given them the spirit of fear and, and not to be afraid of anything, not to be afraid of anybody, but to be confident in who God made them to be. And so we want to talk about God's kingdom, the kingdom of his will. God has a kingdom and his kingdom is his will. The name of our church is called Kingdom Living Ministries, and we want to live out the kingdom of God every single day. The kingdom of God is what we're seeking. According to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, we are to seek the kingdom of God. We want to make this kingdom priority. Many times people have set up their own kingdom, 
kingdoms and we are to dethrone those kingdoms and go after the kingdom of God. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Colossians chapter one, Colossians chapter one. We're talking about the kingdom of his will, the kingdom of his will. God has a kingdom. You and I were born to do the will of God. Just say that I was born to do the will of God. We were born to do the will of God. Everything about us, the, our makeup, our personality, the way that we think, and whatever that will is, you need to go ahead and yield to it. Uh, there's a song called the, Safe, the Safest Place in All the Earth. All the world is in the will of God. And then I one, one time I posted that on Facebook and somebody says, what if, well, what if the will of God is for you to die <laughs> and be crucified or, or to be persecuted? Well, that still is the safest place in all the world. It's in the center of his will. And we as the people of God need to go after that will of God and seek the will of God. Every day you should be praying for the will of God to be done in your life. And, and as we study the scriptures, we see his will revealed. And as we pray, and as we pray the scriptures, and as we pray in other tongues, as we pray by the Spirit, we're praying out that will. And we'll talk about that next week, about praying out his will. Colossians chapter 1, and let's look at verse 16. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. It says, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him, and for him. This is talking about Jesus. All things were created by Jesus or through Jesus and for Jesus. Everything that you see was created by Jesus and for Jesus. Some will say, what about drugs? Anything that when we don't understand the purpose of a thing, it is easy for us to abuse it. So sometimes people have thoughts of suicide because they don't understand the purpose of their life. Sometimes it's called um, it's life abuse. Some people don't know the, the purpose of children, and so they abuse their children. It's called children abuse, or they don't understand the purpose of their spouse. It's called spouse abuse on the job. Some people don't understand their different roles and responsibilities, and so they're abusing their roles and their responsibilities and, and because they don't understand the purpose. And so we see from this scripture in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, it says that all things were created through him or by him and for him. Everything was created by Jesus. Jesus is the creator. God, the Father, gave the command for the world to be created. Jesus created it. The Holy Spirit is the power that brought it to pass. And so we see the Trinity. And I did say Trinity. There's, a, there's an attack on the Trinity to these days as it's been from the day of, of man's fall. It's always been a, a attack on the Trinity, the triune God. And we see that, that all persons of the Godhead got involved in the creation of the world and even the creation of humanity. God says, let us make man in our image. So who is he talking to? He's talking to himself. He's talking to the to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. So we understand that there is a will that God has. All things were created by Jesus and for Jesus. So we need to live life in light of the truth that we were created for Jesus. We were created for the Messiah. We were created for the chosen one. 
I, we live for him. I'm, I remember when I was a youth pastor and we used to sing songs. I live for your glory. You know, and sometimes we would we would sing and jump up and down. and We would sing some hill songs and we would sing songs about taking take all of my life. You know, we we belong to Jesus and those things need to be engrafted and grained and indoctrinated in us that we belong to Jesus and we're created to do his will. You're not created to do your own thing. And too many Christians are going about living life as they see fit instead of living life according to the will of God. We are to seek his will. We are to pray for his will. We are to go after his will. And we look for opportunities to execute that will every day. And this is the reason why I really started this series because of the will of God It is so important. Sometimes we want to operate in faith and we want our healing and we want the prosperity of favor, wisdom. But how many know in order to get God's best, we have to give God our best. And our best, we, we need to make him the Lord of our lives. Why do you want to be prosperous? Why do you want to be healed? Why do you want that wisdom? Be, for the glory of God. You want to do things for the glory of God. Go with me to a couple of scriptures in Isaiah. Isaiah 29. Isaiah 29. Isaiah chapter 29. Let's go over there. I'm reading out of ESV. Isaiah 29. And let's look at verse 16. Isaiah 29, verse 16 says this. You turn things upside down. Shall the potter be regarded as the clay that the thing made should say to say of his maker, he did not make me or the thing formed said of him who formed it. He has no understanding here. The Lord is speaking concerning. Should we say to the potter, you are the clay now. Should the thing that is made say to the maker, do this or do that? We, we need to look at why God created us, that he is the maker. He is the creator and we, we are the cre creatures. Isaiah 64, Isaiah 64. Talking about the kingdom of his will, the kingdom of his will. Isaiah 64 verse 8. Isaiah 64, verse eight, the kingdom of his will. But now, oh Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are a potter. We are all the work of your hand. So we are the workers or we are the work of his hand. He is the potter and we are the clay. Let us keep that in mind in all the decisions of life. Every, even the, day, the things we do, the little things that we do throughout the day, we need to keep in mind that we are the clay and he is the maker. He is the potter. He's the master and we are the sons and daughters. We are, the, we are his creation. Psalm 100. Let's go over to Psalm 100. I, I, I used to, I mean, I still love this psalm. The psalm is, I actually did a message out of this psalm called The Christian Duty. Psalm 100, let's go over there. Psalm 100, and let's look at this. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Right there, we can expound on that, and I'm tempted to expound on that. But it's something to be said. It says, serve the Lord with gladness. So we're to serve the Lord, but there's a certain way in which the, ma the maker has this 
called us to serve him with gladness. Notice that he wants us to give with a cheerfulness, with cheerful, with a cheerful heart. He wants us to love. He wants our faith to be energized by love. And so here he says, serve the Lord with gladness. Uh, I'm thinking about the scripture in Psalm, Psalm 37, verse four. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. We should make his priority our priority. We should make his delight our delight. And here it says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. This is the scripture I want to focus on. Verse three, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and sheep of his pastures. It says we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. It is he who made us and we are his. He made us. We didn't make him. He made us. There is a doctrine talking about the doctrine of um, that we are gods. And I believe the people who were teaching that was not necessarily saying that we are deity as much as that we are his representation on the earth. I would never use that, those terms that we are gods because it, I think it paints uh, a negative picture of who we are. We are his people. We are his sheep. We are his creation. And, and, and sometimes in teaching that doctrine or believing that doctrine, people have got it twisted and they are looking to themselves as look, as, as opposed to looking to the Lord. We must never get the message. Um, we must never misunderstand the message. He is God and we are not. We will never be God. Let's get that straight. We have authority in Jesus, but we are not gods. We are his servants. We are his sons and daughters. And, and we need to approach him accordingly. And once again, the kingdom of his will. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah 29. We're talking about the kingdom of his will. The kingdom of his will. Jeremiah 29, and let's start with verse, actually it's Jeremiah 18. Jeremiah 18. We're talking about the kingdom of his will. We were born to do the will of God. God did not create you so you can do your own thing. He definitely didn't create you so you can obey Satan, but he created you so that you can do the will of the Father, so you can please and bring glory to the Son. So you could be led by the spirit of God. The spirit of God will never lead you to do something that is contrary to the will of the father. He will never lead you to do something that does not bring glory to the son and the father. We, we are to yield to the spirit of God and we are to submit to the word of God and let the word of God be our, 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 our faith and our practice. It should govern everything that we do. And we shall allow the spirit of God to lead us and to guide us and direct us and to order our steps. Jeremiah 18 says this, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord arise and go down to the potter's house. And there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house and there he was working at his will. The vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand. He reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good to do to the potter to do. 
Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's house, are you in my hand, O house of Israel? If at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it. If that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent the disaster that I intended to do to it. And if at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it. If it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will relent of that good that I had intended to do to it. We see here God dealing with Israel and reminding them that they are the clay and he is the potter. And as Christians, we read this scripture and we see the Lord speaking to Israel. But yet we see the timeless truth that he is the potter and we are the clay. We are created for his pleasure, for his good pleasure. Whatever he desires to do, we were born to do his will. We were born for the will of God and, and we need that mindset in order to please him, in order to worship him in spirit and in truth. We are to go after God with everything within us. We are to please him. So how should we live in light of these truths? How should we live? First is to be diligent in his written word, his written will. So again, as we study the scriptures, as we read them every day, we need a daily dose of the word of God. Let us begin to partake of the scriptures and let us eat the scriptures. Let us digest the scriptures. Second Timothy 2.15 says to study, to show ourselves approve of God, a workman that does not need to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. So let us take the word of God and let us study the scriptures. Sometimes people are seeking the will of God for their individual lives without knowing the written word of God or the written will of God. So as you study the scriptures, you'll understand his will better. You'll understand his will. You, if you get something for your for your life that you believe is the will of God, it must line up with the scriptures. I will never stop saying this when I'm 120 and about to go home to be with Jesus. I will keep saying what the Bible said, that we need to line everything up with the scriptures and too many of us. Don't seek the scriptures. We quick to think about things which we need to think, but we need to think in line of scriptures. We need to develop a biblical worldview of life. Let us live life based on scriptures. The scripture tells us in Romans chapter one, verse 17, we are to walk by faith and not by sight. What does that mean? Sometimes people think that means that let me quit my job and walk by faith. No, that's not what it's talking about. Live by faith. It says the just shall live by faith. What that what that simply says, saying is that we should govern our lives by our faith. Our faith should be the determined factor. I said it when 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 there's a lot of manifested racism in our country. I said it back then and I say it now that I, my faith is more important than my nationality or my or, or where I'm from or whether I'm black or white or Hispanic or Asian. It doesn't matter. My faith is it is first and foremost in my life. 
My faith in Jesus is greater than anything else, greater than my financial status, whether greater than whether or not I have degrees or not, or I have, you know, what it takes to make it in this world. And I'm not saying that those other things are not important, but I govern my life by my faith and my faith is in Jesus. Galatians 2.20 says, I, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I am crucified with him. And nevertheless, it's not I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And we need to live our lives allowing Christ to live his life through us. And Christ will always do the will of the Father. And so we're to seek after that will. We're to go after that will. God in the Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are the, the potters and we are the clay and we're created in Christ Jesus as his workmanship. Let's go over there. Ephesians chapter two, Ephesians chapter two, the kingdom of his will. We, we, we are to dedicate our lives to the will of God. We are to seek his will, whatever his will is. And sometimes his will is not comfortable. Sometimes his will is not something that we agree with mentally or emotionally. Sometimes we have to yield to that. We have to yield to that will above anything else, whatever his will is. And there is and there's a danger sometimes even in using faith and trying to believe God for something. And I'm not talking about something that is explicit in the scripture that tells us that it is his will, but something that is unknown. We need to seek his will and go after his will. That is more important than anything else. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God preordained or prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. God has created us in Christ Jesus, and we need to yield to that that which he has called us to. God has some good works before us and we need to do those works. I'm going to tell you, God's will is for us to forgive. Even when we don't want to forgive, God's will is for us to be, to, to walk in love and to be nice and to be kind. That is the will of God. And there's a time to speak up and there's a time to be quiet. And so we need to allow our faith to dictate to us how we should respond to hatred, how we should respond to anger. We, we are to, you know, the scripture is be angry and sin not. In other words, don't allow anger to control your life. Don't allow rage to be your rage. Don't let it be your Lord, but let the love of God compel you. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, we, we need to be diligent in his written word. The second is we need to be diligent in praying his will. We'll talk about this next week as we look at how to pray the will of God, praying his will. And then we need to be diligent in doing his will. It's one thing to pray his will, but it's another thing to do his will, to execute his will. And this, this goes with the first one. Number four is to be diligent in knowing his will. Let's go over to Ephesians. Well, you're already there. Ephesians chapter five. And let's look at verse 17. It says, now this I say and testify. Actually, I was in Ephesians four. Ephesians chapter five, verse 17 says this. 
Ephesians chapter five, verse 17 says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit, be filled with the spirit. So it is the will of God for you and I to understand and discern his will, understand what the will of God is. Do not be drunk uh, with wine and we can apply that to being drunk with anger or being drunk with lust or greed. We can be drunk with a lot of things. Don't be drunk with anything, but instead be filled with the spirit of God. Be filled with the spirit of God. We are to understand that will, understand his will by scripture and also by revelation. The Spirit of God will lead you and guide you and reveal to you the will of God for your life. But first, you got to be faithful to what you already know. Walk in the light that you know, and He'll give you light. In, and He'll give you light in what you don't know as you're faithful. Amen. That's all I have for you today. I hope that this message bless you. If you need to receive Christ and want to receive Christ as your Lord and your Savior. I want to give you an opportunity. You can text us at 732-324-2200, 732-324-2200, and just text, I want Jesus. As you text that, someone on the other end will respond to you and give you the direction of how to receive Christ. We'll point you in the right direction. If you're interested in membership, text that same number, 732-324-2200, and type, membership. And as you text that, someone will give you the information that you need in order to become a member of this growing church. We're growing. We had a wonderful, uh, wonderful people. I mean, both services was pretty full and I'm, I'm so very grateful. If we all came together, we would be standing room only. But for safety reasons, we decided to have two services. And so make sure that if you're interested in joining our church, we would love to have you. And if you're in the um, Perth and Boy area and while we're, when we have services, we welcome you to come through. You can check us out on KingdomLivingNJ.org, KingdomLivingNJ.org. That concludes this week's message and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His word. God bless you.